Uh, Bush and Ritchie here with your Friday night Hometime Show podcast. If you are here specifically because you heard during the live show that Richie brought his binoculars with him, and so you're essentially going to listen to the program all over again just for this bit of binocular chat, uh, you're a better person than we are. Well done. Bravo. Oh, mate, this, this is amazing. I don't use these binoculars enough. So you're, you're looking out of your vantage point from your homeworking scenario uh, over the... Is it the back of the house you're looking out over or the front of the house? Back of the house. Back of the house, Back yes. of the house. And what kind Across. of binoculars have you got? Where did you get them from? Uh, these are... Sorry, I'll come to the microphone. Uh, these are Yannickon Aculons. Okay. The, uh, yeah. the unseen Prowler 220s, I believe. Brand new model. <laughs> <laughs> So I am looking across two back gardens um, through some branches and um, through a conservatory. Now, I cast aspersions on the conservatory a couple of uh, episodes ago, you may remember. Um, The conservatory doesn't have the light on today. I don't know what they use this conservatory for. I speculated the other day that all they do is just air clothes in it. And I don't see any evidence to say otherwise. But... Because I've got these Nikon Aculons, uh, I can see through the conservatory. Mate, I can see crystal clear into <laughs> their kitchen diner. And there's a lady oh, yeah, that's in fantastic. there. That's fantastic. There's a lady. There's a lady in there. Well, I What's think she doing, it's a lady? lady. I think, well, unfortunately, um, I can see, I can see like her body, but the face right. I can't see. Because it's uh, obscured by like a window, like the window frame. And then I can just see her hair. I think it's a her. I'm assuming from the, the roots that that is the roots of a lady. You wouldn't have roots. <laughs> the roots of a lady. I've de- I think that's definitely... Is it a movie or like from the 1950s? Um, so, and what is she doing? Is she just like chilling out or is she watching TV? I don't know, but cooking? honestly, the weirdest thing about it is, right? You remember like the old Adam West Batman stuff and yes. how everything was at like 45 degrees and slightly on the wonk. They've got uh-huh. like a kit, they've got like a fridge freezer that's at 45 degrees. I don't know what's going on in this place. So, what, like it's not flush to the wall, it's at an angle? No, no, no. It, it's, it's like as if, it's as if there's been like an earthquake and it's fallen partially over what is going on there they've, they've retreated from a conservatory that they purely used to air laundry and and all their white goods are hanging off the wall i've stood up now and i can see a little bit more of her roots oh dear i think this has gone too far this has gone too far absolute radio the hometown podcast with bush and richie it's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, so as I promised at the very beginning of the show, I'm going to share a thing with you right now that I guarantee is going to save your sanity a little bit because everyone's got cabin fever already in lockdown three because we're all trapped and working from home and everything. So my friend Jess has introduced me to an amazing new website uh, called Window Swap. Okay, now bear, bear with me on this. Hear me out, because obviously uh, it doesn't sound that good. It sounds like you're uh, swapping double glazing or something like that. But here's the thing. Window Swap is a website where people all around the world have uh, filmed a 10-minute video of the view from their window. 
And then you can go online to this website. So if you say, if you're feeling, oh my God, I'm sick of staring at the, these same four walls, you go to the website, Window Swap, hit the button, and then you experience what it's like looking out of someone else's window. So like I say, if you've been staring at the same little office space or whatever for ages and it's doing your nuts, click on there like I did earlier on. And I was looking out of a, a sunny windswept window in the south of France in Nice. The sun was shining. It was oh, gorgeous. I can't, beautiful. I can't extol the virtues of it enough, Richie. Uh, that would be my first question, actually. Do you get to choose where in the world your window ends up being, or is it like a, a, a random allocation? Because at the moment, uh, looking out onto uh, you know a, a darkening Hertfordshire cold river and field, I, I'd, I'd, I'd much, much rather somewhere a little bit warmer. It's, I think it's completely random, so you never quite know where you're going to go. I think it's like that thing, you know sometimes on Google there's a button you can click for like a random search if you're feeling lucky. I think it's mm. kind of like that. But it's quite timely, though, that um, this should be brought to our attention because uh, in the podcast, if you're one of our excellent podcast listeners, Richie and I have been talking about what we can see from our respective windows. We record a bit of stuff in the podcast that's bespoke specifically for podcast listeners. And we've been talking about this whole uh, Jimmy Stewart, Hitchcock's rear window vibe that we've both got looking out over our respective roads and what we can see and that kind of thing. Uh, Jim Nichols, he could be in the Alps. He's not. Uh, he's looking at eight inches of snow in Harrogate. It looks beautiful. Uh, Kai has got a brilliant photo of Bin's Gates head. What, what a tropical scene he's got going on there. And another person who's got snow. If you've got snow at the moment, you live in the dream. It's picture postcard. Cameron, twin uh, monitors there. I love people who've got more than one monitor in their home working setup. And a dusting of snow on the houses in the background. R. McGee, thank you very much for uh, the picture you've tweeted us. Uh, says, bunny out the window. This makes my garden look grimmer than it is. Uh, there is a bunny on <laughs> on a back patio. There's one of those whirly gig, uh, whirly gig sort oh. of sort of washing line kind of things. Um, at least you're saying it looks bleak, but hats off to you for still being able to work with that as your view. Very quickly, don't you reckon the the whirly gig uh, in life? It's the thing that's got the most exciting name, despite the fact that it's the most boring thing. It doesn't deserve the name <laughs> whirly gig, that does it? Defo. Uh, also, speaking of bunnies, I just want to pull Badger up, one of our listeners, who has suggested that the cactus that is in the 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 foreground of the photo that I've tweeted of the view that I've got right now. He's suggesting it looks just like um, what can only be described as an adult shop product that's pink and also features the rabbit type of thing. So I just want to distance myself 100% from that. It's a cactus. I know it's silhouetted, but it's a cactus. Uh, Luke says, we are working and uh, has attached a picture of uh, the setup uh, that uh, they have there. I, I mean, you've got four computer screens for starters. One of them's Whoa. definitely got Football Manager on. There's a guitar leaning up against something. Um, I'm not sure how much work's going on there, Luke. Uh, any form of leisure stuff that's in your field of view, we want to see that as well. In particular, uh, Richard Kilpatrick, who's tweeted us an amazing photo of his work setup at the moment, he has got a case filled with, uh, I think, 100, 150 toy cars that must be his private collection. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Joe has sent in a brilliant picture. She says, the cheapest standing desk I could get. So there's a load of people, and my friend Dan uh, does this as well, who stand up to work. And so she's doing that. It's like a, it's almost like one of those uh, bed desk things that you have if you're in hospital or something, but she's actually standing at it. It's an amazing thing. Good for your back. And uh, Karen yeah. says, here's my home working workstation uh, with uh, an ice hockey 
theme. Uh, I'd say, uh, Karen, obviously a massive fan of, I think from what I can read from the flag here, the Invicta Dynamos Ice Hockey Club. Uh, draped over the two screens, uh, miniature kits of other ice hockey stars. I love it. I tell you what, if you, in your home space, your home working space right now, have memorabilia for a sports team that other people might not have heard of, tweet us now or text us 81215. We'll give that team a mention. Now, whilst working from home, uh, a lot of us have got the old uh, homeschooling going on as well. Not so much homeschooling, but uh, just trying to keep a toddler occupied is something that uh, I'm struggling with. Probably, Bush, you are as well. Uh, This Uh morning, while I was uh, out at Tesco, I saw a gingerbread man decorating kit. And I thought to myself, oh, that'll amuse him. He'll like that. Yeah, I'll buy that. It's only like a quid. Great. Perfect. Bought it. Got home, opened it up, started decorating one of the gingerbread men and thought, oh, this is really quite cool. I like this. This fella looks good. Started doing another one, putting some braces on him. Started doing another one, hundreds and thousands and a crazy big smile. Before I'd known it, all five gingerbread men decorated by myself. Rocco doesn't even know we've got any. I loved it. (laughs) I gotta say, on Twitter, I think at the moment is is the photo of the one that you've done. Um, yes, and he's got um, he's got braces, and he's is he bare chested? It's got a kind of Freddie Mercury feel to him in many ways. Isn't <laughs> 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 A Freddie Mercury gingerbread man. The next one I will do. That's going to be the actual. Uh, that's going to be the vibe. But yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying. They are very long braces on uh, on this fella. Uh, then he's got like yeah, there's like a, a, a pair of clown pants, and but as you say. It, Buttons, buttons going up him on what is a bare chest. It's a strange-looking gingerbread man, but, mate, I love doing it. Was it therapeutic? Because sometimes the, the things that are meant for kids are, if you do them yourself, it's actually quite calming. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? It, it goes one of two ways. It's either calming because it's meant to be for kids, or the flip side is I enjoy it because I am a kid. Can I ask a question? Did, did Rocco not want to do it and then you did him, or did you just do it all and Rocco didn't get a look in? I did the first one uh, before I let him know that I'd got it and I enjoyed the first one so much I did all five. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Nikki says, and this this isn't all about gingerbread men, right? We want to hear about anything that you're into that you know is meant for kids. Nikki says, I used to teach a cake decorating class and we did gingerbread house building classes at Christmas, usually all booked up with kids. <laughs> the final class, a very drunk, cheerfully so, adult couple attended and had a blast. They entertained the kids too. A surprising mindfulness coming through here. Jack in Devon says, my favourite is actually making things with Play-Doh, specifically unicorns. If my little one gets colours mixed up, though, it's a nightmare. It ruins Play-Doh. Am I allowed to say I love the smell of Play-Doh? Oh, Oh, yeah, it it looks almost, it smells almost edible, doesn't it? But it's definitely not. (laughs) Uh, Sue says, colouring with felt-tip pens, panini sticker albums, binge-watching Disney films. I'm trying to stay a teen at heart forever. Being a grown-up is so boring. 100% 100% endorse that. Keep being a kid for as long as you can. That's what I say. Ian, what are you getting up to? It's a wall ball pom-pom. I have the little plastic bits and I just sit there happily for about an hour. Okay, just just in it. case we didn't uh, catch you properly there, Ian, you, you make wall pom-poms, yeah? Yeah. Right, you're going to have to explain to me, where would I, where would I normally see a wall pom-pom? Uh, I'll do a little Google search, but I'm a little bit confused here. You just wrap wall around something circular with a hole. 
when it's full, you cut it, tie a bit of string around the middle. Okay, and how, how did you how did you get into wool pom-pom making, Ian? Because it was cheaper than buying cat toys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I've got a picture here. They look like 1980s Christmas tree decorations. Yeah. So they, your cat clearly cat. loves these things. What's the name of your cat? James. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, that's the best name for a cat. I love people that have got that's, names that's, for animals that are just that, like yeah. human names. That's the name came yes, with. Yes, like Barry or rescue Tom. place. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> well, to uh, to you and to James and all the wool pom-poms, um, have a great weekend. Love it. I will do. Cheers. You guys too. Uh, Stu says, building Lego Star Wars advent calendars each Christmas for the last three years. I just made Ooh. a display shelving unit yesterday. Also got into refurbishing an old Scalextric set during the last lockdown. Ended up buying four sets on eBay and making a monster-sized track. I'm 47. I 100% endorse this. What an amazing thing. And if you've got the time this evening, please do a thing that we did back at university with Scale Extra because we bought an old set as well. Uh, get, the, get it ready. Get it set out on the floor. Then stick four or five lit fags upright coming out the tops of the cars and turn the lights off. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was my university career. Um, one thing that we, we both love, Richie, which I think genuinely is for kids, is Subutio. And we want to say a huge thank you to the lovely people at Subutio World who sent us an Arsenal team and an Everton team and an AstroTurf pitch about two days before the third lockdown kicked in. Don't. And now it's trapped in our radio studios. We can't get anywhere near it. I can't believe it. It's crushing. If we'd known that by the Monday we weren't going to be in the studio, we'd have absolutely taken those things home. Although we still wouldn't have been able to play each other remotely which is a shame um, that is a good point Nick, Nicky says for my work secret Santa I got given a dinosaur excavation kit and chipping those plastic bones out of the little block of plaster and building a stegosaurus was probably the best fun I've had in a while here we go Right, time to give away a huge amount of money, £10,000. We have a phone number here. Let's make that call. Hello. Oh, hello. Uh, it's Bush Hi. and Richie here at Absolute Radio. Who's that? It's Ian McMillan. Ian, amazing to speak to you. Where are you, where are you. Where are we speaking to you from? Where are you, Ian? I'm in uh, Paisley, which is just outside Glasgow. Uh, Ian, we've seen various pictures uh, from around the UK uh, today, and it appears to be colder the further north you go. What's it like in Paisley? It's very cold. I think it's about minus six at the moment. I presume you're walking around uh, just in t-shirt or hearts, a heart shirt and a pair of shorts. Is that right? Because you've got oh, a heart. Oh. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, Ian, how's your week been? Uh, it's, it's strange times at the moment. Give, give, give your week a mark out of ten. Um, I'll probably go for about a five. OK, kind of 50-50. Uh, what's your job? What do you do? How has all this affected you? Um, I work in IT. So um, I've been working from home for quite a while now. And I can, I can do everything I need to do from home. Um, so it's been not too bad, not too bad Ian, you work in IT. Give us an upload, give us a download speed for your place. Um, pro probably download. Um, I'm hitting about 100 meg. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> that is, that's some streaming, that's for sure. And then in yeah, terms of, of um, the lockdown and this weirdness that we're in at the moment, this one big Black Mirror episode that we're all existing in, uh, bill-wise, is there something that's uh, you know put pressure on you during these strange times? 
Well, I'm actually doing some work on a camper van at the moment. Um, so I'm converting a van into a camper. Um, and uh, I've basically got a set budget just now. And that budget has basically been um, pretty much depleted now. Um, so, uh, and I've still got a few things to do. So, um, yeah, I've, I've basically spent quite a bit of money on that. When the van is completed, where's the first place you're going? Oh, um, I quite fancy actually doing the North Coast 500, which is a route around the, the top of Scotland. Um, so I quite fancy doing that. It looks quite good. Well, listen, put Richie and I down for a pick-up point on that because we'd love to join you on it because you have <laughs> just won £10,000 thanks to Absolute no Radio way. Pays Your Bills. That is absolutely brilliant. I'm delighted. <laughs> We're delighted because we both fancy a trip around the north coast of Scotland, fella. Yeah, that's it. Well, consider it done. <laughs> that's amazing. So in terms of, uh, we'll, we'll get to the money again in a second, but loo-wise, is there a toilet on board your camper van or would we need to park up in like a hedgerow? I think it'd be a hedgerow at the moment, but um, because the budget was depleted, then there wasn't anything left for a toilet, but um, I can probably fit one in now. Hey, yes. £10,000, I want it to be flushing in that van. Thank you very much, Ian. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> amazing. So what an amazing end to the week then, Ian. How, um, how are you going to celebrate this evening? Oh, I think uh, I think a wee bottle of wine or two would be... Um, Definitely something I'll have tonight, a wee celebration. Well, Ian, when we finish at 7 o'clock tonight, we will crack one open and toast you as well. Congratulations, £10,000, heading up to minus 6 degrees Paisley on Absolute Radio Pays Your Bills. Uh, we want to hear your weekend cliffhangers as we get ready to close the show right now. Is there something that is going on in your life this weekend that will mean, oh, we've got to get back in touch with you on Monday, find out how that goes on? It's a weekend cliffhanger. We're all going to want to find out how that part of the storyline pays off. Is there a weekend cliffhanger in your life right now? For example, I've told you so much uh, about this spare bedroom that I'm broadcasting from right now uh, that uh, is in such a state of disrepair. There has been threats this weekend that the stripping of the wallpaper will be completed. Oh, what a cliffhanger. I bet you want to find out if it has on Monday. That's a weekend cliffhanger. Joel, I've got an office-based cliffhanger for you as well. We ordered a chair uh, for our little homework in office bit, right, about three or four weeks ago. Uh, because I'm sick of sitting on an old creaky... I'm sitting on an, a creaky old Ikea kitchen chair, which is fine for eating your tea, but not for working from. I'm sure loads of people listening right now have got uh, inappropriate seating whilst they're working. It could arrive at any minute. We keep getting updates saying it's on its way to us. We've been tracking it across the world, heading towards us. Maybe my office chair might have arrived on Monday. That's a cliffhanger too. <laughs> uh, the drama is bursting from the seams of the show. So if you have a weekend cliffhanger that means we'll want to get in touch with you on Monday and find out how it went, let us know right now. I think we've learned as well uh, during this lockdown and all the lockdowns that it's the little things that make the difference. I mean, you know, our personal uh, cliffhangers here on this show, Richie, will he be doing, will he finish off the rest of the strip in the wallpaper? I'm waiting for an office chair to arrive. So really the bar's been set quite low. <laughs> uh, 
Laurie says, I've got my third test in three years to see just how much my time in the RAF has ruined my hearing. Will it be worse than last year? Stay tuned for an update. Really, really good eyesight, obviously, haven't you, to be in the RAF. But I guess the trade-off of that is, yeah, your hearing must really suffer. You don't think Laurie's one of them ones you see in Top Gun with the uh, the old headphones on and the two table tennis bats directing people on top of an aircraft carrier. (laughs) Maybe he is. Who knows? We have Becky on the line. Becky, tell everyone what your cliffhanger is. It's a jigsaw. Um, It's a friend's jigsaw that is filled with a lot of grey and it's a thousand pieces. So I'm just waiting to see if I can get it done over the weekend, ready to start a large Lego project on Monday. Wowee. So uh, how far done are you at the moment? Obviously, you can't count the pieces, but like, what percentage done Uh, do you think you are? We've got the border done. Um, (laughs) And we've got piles of colours, and that's about it. So it is a bit of a a mission. You've described it as a very grey jigsaw. What will the the final picture be? So it's the six friends characters, um, all drinking milkshakes and eating ice creams, with the Friends logo on top with a lot of grey in the background. Amazing. So the payoff for us then on Monday, if we find out about how you get on, is that you then get to move on to your um, uh, Lego project. Tell us about the Lego project that will fall into place if you get the the jigsaw done. Okay, so I'm new to Lego. Um, My son was born last year and I started getting into it, ready to teach him the ways of Lego. Um, I've done a couple of pieces already, but all quite small, but I've just ordered a 4,080-piece Disney Castle. Wow. (laughs) Just putting a few things together here, Becky. You've been using your maternity leave very wisely, haven't you? I have. Yes, I have. (laughs) Well, listen, double your efforts for the uh, jigsaw because we'll be very keen to see how you get on with the Disney castle the other side of this. Keep us posted, Becky. Will do. Ian and Sharon, this is amazing. Uh, They say we are having eight geese dropped off. We've never had geese before. (laughs) We've got a shed built for them in the field. Hopefully the fox don't enjoy them more than we will. So they're going to look after them and that. Then they're building a house for the geese. That's nice, isn't it? Geese eggs. Geese eggs and stuff. Uh, what about this? Bush and Richie, I'm emigrating to Abu Dhabi on Sunday, then to quarantine in the hotel for a while. Chat to me in my hotel in Dubai on Monday. Well, that's not a cliffhanger, that's just a boast. Do you remember Laurie from a few moments ago? Uh, we were talking about him, RAF, hearing tests. We've managed to get hold of him. Laurie, explain to us what's going on then. Well, it's um, I left the RAF after 17 years back in 2006, and I'd never really noticed that my hair was getting bad. And somebody said to me, oh, you should get a hearing checked. I did. And I realised how badly my hearing had gone. And for three years now, I've been um, trying to get a, a basically free hearing aids out of the RAF. And it's, it's been involved with um, military uh, lawyers, you know, the, the, the cash for results type guys. And I've got my third hearing test in three years to see just how deaf I am now. Wow, that's unbelievable. And so in terms of your job when you were in the RAF, Laurie, so you, we suggested earlier on that you might have been one of those guys with the earmuffs on and the two table tennis bats uh, pointing planes in different directions on top of an aircraft carrier. Was <laughs> I that you? I had been. That would have been far more interesting. No, I, I was in um, a much more mundane job uh, managing equipment for the RAF. But I had offices, uh, some places, right next to the end of the runway. So when the aircraft were about to take off on maximum power and things, the whole office would shake and you'd go outside to watch them. And back in those good old days, um, health and safety wasn't really a thing. So you just, you just stood there at the end of the runway with your fingers in your ears and watched them. 
Wow, if the whole office is shaking, what's it doing to your eardrums? Well, that was the point. <laughs> we didn't think about that at the time. Young and stupid. Wow. So there's, there, there are movies about you know, military tribunals and stuff like that, like A Few Good Men, there's dramatic scenes. So maybe your battle to try and get free hearing aids retrospectively out of the RAF will be made into a movie at some point in the future. What do you think? I sincerely hope not. I mean, the most dull movie ever. <laughs> Laurie, great to speak to you, fella. Uh, right, we'll find out on Monday's show how he got on. It's a cliffhanger. So... There's the show. Tune in on Monday to find out how, how all those brilliant cliffhangers pan out, whether that fella manages to get uh, some hearing aids from the REF, etc., and whether that lady finishes her jigsaw. And we might have some more binocular uh, exposés from um, David Bellamy stroke Richie Firth over there. If they have the conservatory lights on in the next episode, I'll have more to tell you. It'd be like a movie, though. Imagine we ordered them a pizza... That would flush them out a little bit. They'd have to put the lights on and go and answer the door. We could take this to the next level. Oh, oh, I've got a great idea. I've got a great... Oh, hang on. Stay with me. I've pulled my headphone lead out in excitement. It's such a good idea. <laughs> hang on. I've got to put it back in. And it's dark and I can't... I can't see the hole. Oh, I don't even know you where go. you're listening to me. I'm not hang even going to go for that oh, gag. this is too Dear exciting. Listener. Where's the hole? Uh, this oh, is, this is... Are you there? There he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your idea that's so good that you uh, couldn't find the hole for the headphones? Well, it's kind of your idea, actually, but I'm just agreeing with it. But I got really excited. Um, yeah, <laughs> order the pizza at the time that we know that we're doing all this podcast um, fandango and we can see it arrive. It'd be good, wouldn't it? It would certainly make at least one of them kind of have to get up and put big lights on so we can we see what we're dealing with here. We can see their roots. Okay, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie East Podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's East Podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie East Podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie. Podcast. It is now over. It's over. It's over. It's done.